0: Chapter seventy-four of the Adventures of Peregrine Pickle, Volume two. This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by Martin Geeson. The Adventures of Peregrine Pickle, Volume two, by Tobias Smollett. Chapter seventy-four the young gentleman having settled his domestic affairs arrives in london and sets up a gay equipage he meets with emilia and is introduced to her uncle his aunt at the earnest solicitations of julia and her husband took up her quarters at the house of that affectionate kinswoman who made it her chief study to comfort and cherish the disconsolate widow and jolter in expectation of the living which was not yet vacant remained in garrison in quality of land steward upon our hero's country estate as for the lieutenant our young gentleman communed with him in a serious manner about the commodore's proposal of taking mistress trunnion to wife and jack being quite tired of the solitary situation of a bachelor which nothing but the company of his old commander could have enabled him to support so long far from discovering aversion to the match observed with an arch smile that it was not the first time he had commanded a vessel in the absence of captain trunnion and therefore if the widow was willing He would cheerfully stand by her helm and as he hoped the duty would not be of long continuance do his endeavour to steer her safe into the port where the commodore might come on board and take charge of her again in consequence of this declaration it was determined that mr hatchway should make his addresses to mistress trunnion as soon as decency would permit her to receive them and mr clover and his wife promised to exert their influence in his behalf meanwhile jack was desired to live at the castle as usual and assured that it should be put wholly in his possession as soon as he should be able to accomplish this matrimonial scheme when peregrine had settled all these points to his own satisfaction he took leave of all his friends and repairing to the great city purchased a new chariot and horses put pipes and another lackey into rich liveries took elegant lodgings in pall mall and made a most remarkable appearance among the people of fashion it was owing to this equipage and the gaiety of his personal deportment that common fame which is always a common liar represented him as a young gentleman who had just succeeded to an estate of five thousand pounds per annum by the death of an uncle and he was entitled to an equal fortune at the decease of his own father exclusive of two considerable jointures which would devolve upon him at the demise of his mother and aunt this report false and ridiculous as it was he could not find it in his heart to contradict not but that he was sorry to find himself so misrepresented but his vanity would not allow him to take any step that might diminish his importance in the opinion of those who courted his acquaintance on the supposition that his circumstances were actually as affluent as they were said to be nay so much was he infatuated by this weakness that he resolved to encourage the deception by living up to the report and accordingly engaged in the most expensive parties of pleasure believing that before his present finances should be exhausted his fortune would be effectually made by the personal accomplishments he should have occasion to display to the beau monde In the course of his extravagance. In a word, vanity and pride were the ruling foibles of our adventurer, who imagined himself sufficiently qualified to retrieve his fortune in various shapes long before he could have any idea of want or difficulty. He thought he should have it in his power at any time to make prize of a rich heiress or opulent widow his ambition had already aspired to the heart of a young handsome duchess-dowager to whose acquaintance he had found means to be introduced or should matrimony chance to be unsuitable to his inclinations he never doubted that by the interest he might acquire among the nobility he should be favoured with some lucrative post that would amply recompense him for the liberality of his disposition there are many young men who entertain the same expectations with half the reason he had to be so presumptuous in the midst of these chimerical calculations his passion for emilia did not subside but on the contrary began to rage to such an inflammation of desire that her idea interfered with every other reflection and absolutely disabled him from prosecuting the other lofty schemes which his imagination had projected he therefore laid down the honest resolution of visiting her in all the splendour of his situation in order to practice upon her virtue with all his art and address to the utmost extent of his influence and fortune nay so effectually had his guilty passion absorbed his principles of honour conscience humanity and regard for the commodore's last words that he was base enough to rejoice at the absence of his friend godfrey who being then with his regiment in ireland could not dive into his purpose or take measures for frustrating his vicious design fraught with these heroic sentiments he determined to set out for sussex in his chariot and six attended by his valet de chambre and two footmen and as he was now sensible that in his last essay he had mistaken his cue he determined to change his battery and sap the fortress by the most submissive soft and insinuating behaviour on the evening that preceded this purposed expedition he went into one of the boxes at the playhouse as usual to show himself to the ladies and in reconnoitring the company through a glass for no other reason but because it was fashionable to be purblind perceived his mistress very plainly dressed in one of the seats above the stage talking to another young woman of a very homely appearance though his heart beat the alarm with the utmost impatience at the sight of his emilia he was for some minutes deterred from obeying the impulse of his love by the presence of some ladies of fashion who he feared would think the worse of him should they see him make his compliment in public to a person of her figure nor would the violence of his inclination have so far prevailed over his pride as to lead him thither had not he recollected that his quality friends would look upon her as some handsome abigail with whom he had an affair of gallantry and of consequence give him credit for the intrigue encouraged by this suggestion he complied with the dictates of love and flew to the place where his charmer sat his air and dress were so remarkable that it was almost impossible he should have escaped the eyes of a curious observer especially as he had chosen a time for coming in when his entrance could not fail to attract the notice of the spectators I mean when the whole house was hushed in attention to the performance on the stage. Emilia therefore perceived him at his first approach. She found herself discovered by the direction of his glass, and guessing his intention by his abrupt retreat from the box, summoned all her fortitude to her aid, and prepared for his reception he advanced to her with an air of eagerness and joy tempered with modesty and respect and expressed his satisfaction at seeing her with a seeming reverence of regard though she was extremely well pleased at this unexpected behaviour she suppressed the emotions of her heart and answered his compliments with affected ease and unconcern such as might denote the good-humour of a person who meets by accident with an indifferent acquaintance after having certified himself of her own good health he very kindly inquired about her mother and miss sophy gave her to understand that he had lately been favoured with a letter from godfrey that he had actually intended to set out next morning on a visit to mistress gauntlet which now that he was so happy as to meet with her he would postpone until he should have the pleasure of attending her to the country after having thanked him for his polite intention she told him that her mother was expected in town in a few days and that she herself had come to london some weeks ago to give her attendance upon her aunt who had been dangerously ill but was now pretty well recovered although the conversation of course turned upon general topics during the entertainment he took all opportunities of being particular with his eyes through which he conveyed a thousand tender protestations she saw and inwardly rejoiced at the humility of his looks but far from rewarding it with one approving glance she industriously avoided this ocular intercourse and rather coquetted with a young gentleman that ogled her from the opposite box peregrine's penetration easily detected her sentiments and he was nettled at her dissimulation which served to confirm him in his unwarrantable designs upon her person he persisted in his assiduities with indefatigable perseverance when the play was concluded handed her and her companion to an hackney coach and with difficulty was permitted to escort them to the house of emilia's uncle to whom our hero was introduced by the young lady as an intimate friend of her brother godfrey the old gentleman who was no stranger to the nature of peregrine's connection with his sister's family prevailed upon him to stay supper and seemed particularly well pleased with his conversation and deportment which by help of his natural sagacity he wonderfully adapted to the humour of his entertainer after supper when the ladies were withdrawn and the citizen called for his pipe our sly adventurer followed his example though he abhorred the plant he smoked with an air of infinite satisfaction and expatiated upon the virtues of tobacco as if he had been deeply concerned in the virginia trade in the progress of the discourse he consulted the merchant's disposition and the national debt coming upon the carpet held forth upon the funds like a professed broker when the alderman complained of the restrictions and discouragement of trade his guest inveighed against exorbitant duties with the nature of which he seemed as well acquainted as any commissioner of the customs so that the uncle was astonished at the extent of his knowledge and expressed his surprise that a gay young gentleman like him should have found either leisure or inclination to consider subjects so foreign to the fashionable amusements of youth. pickle laid hold on this opportunity to tell him that he was descended from a race of merchants and that early in life he had made it his business to instruct himself in the different branches of trade which he not only studied as his family profession but also as the source of all our national riches and power. He then launched out in praise of commerce and the promoters thereof, and by way of contrast employed all his ridicule in drawing such ludicrous pictures of the manners and education of what is called high life, that the trader's sides were shaken by laughter even to the danger of his life and he looked upon our adventurer as a miracle of sobriety and good sense having thus ingratiated himself with the uncle peregrine took his leave and next day in the forenoon visited the niece in his chariot after she had been admonished by her kinsman to behave with circumspection and cautioned against neglecting or discouraging the addresses of such a valuable admirer chapter seventy four